Wednesday, October 19th, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Stock Advisor Andy Cross, from Motley Fool Inside Value Joe Maker, and from Motley Fool Asset Management Bill Mann. Guys, happy Black Friday anniversary. Happy. Happy, that's Thanks. right. 24 years ago, 1987. Joe, were you even, uh, uh, were you even in school in 1987? I can't say I remember it. All right, we've got Intel, Visa, and the latest innovation from KFC, but we are going to start with Apple. Shares are down this morning after the company missed on earnings. Uh, Andy Cross, in Apple's case, a miss means that you sell 17 million iPhones, 11 million iPads, and you report a profit of $6.6 billion. Um, is it possible that our expectations for this company are getting just a tad high? Out of whack, yeah. When, you're, when your uh, earnings grow 50% and um, you sell that amount of equipment to um, thousands, millions of people around the world, um, yeah, I think I think so. But um, you know, there's a lot of information out there. It's a hugely popular company um, and hugely successful. And especially with all the news around Steve Jobs, um, a lot of people have been looking into this and buying into the stock. And um, obviously, with the stock down a little bit, not much, just a little bit today, um, there's some worries out there on. on yeah, it's uh, down to where it was like three weeks ago. Right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, they've just obliterated thing. the wealth of millions. Yeah. 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 The story really is that on the on the iPhone side, the iPhones um, came in a little light against the expectations, um, and the company chalks that up to the fact that the uh, iPhone 4S came out near the end of the period, and those got pushed into the fourth quarter. So those will come out in the fourth quarter. Yeah, to Bill's point, uh, for the sake of context, um, this is uh, the first time in a while that Apple has missed on earnings. 34 so, quarters. Yeah, I was going to say, the last time it missed, the stock was trading around $17 a share, and now it's around 400 So that's pretty good, right? Yeah, it's it's been a pretty good run for Apple. Well, and the fact also is that Steve Jobs, the first quarter after Steve Jobs passed away, so I think a lot of people have been watching this and oh gosh, you know, is their leadership, you know, gone and the spirit of of Apple, you know, gone. So, um, and I don't think it is, and um, I think the fact that uh, they they missed is really just kind of an academic exercise here. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I think what is true about Apple is that Apple has done a really incredible job over the last, really in the last three years in in limiting their exposure to product cycles. And it is, it is still a cyclical company. I mean, electronics are cyclical. Sure. And you know, they, they, they are dependent on product launches. So I wouldn't say that it is of no concern, but, you know, we, you know, at, at The Motley Fool, we really do practice not putting too much uh, st- stock, excuse me, into a single quarter. So, Joe, what do you think? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think the fact that it's been 34 quarters since Apple's miss has less to do with Apple's performance and more to do with analysts just being wimps and <laughs> consistently taking consensus Scared estimates. Scared to death of being wrong on... Right. None yeah. of them want to you know, take an outsized shot and say, you know what, I think they're going to blow this away. It was bound to happen eventually if I'm an Apple shareholder i'm not freaking out no i'm not an apple shareholder so you are freaking out (laughs) no i'm not i don't know at this point i'm just kind of watching from the cheap seats but you know i'll just remind people i keep throwing this out but people talk about how there's not a lot of expectations built into the stock price i think today's news definitely shows that's not the case yeah and when you you know thrown this out before but i'll say it again if you take google and walmart's market caps and put them together that is how big Apple's market cap is. Yep. So there are huge expectations priced in. And yep. they did increase guidance for the for the next quarter. Right. So to nine dollars and eighty cents a share or thirty cents a share. 
um, above $9 consensus. So, you know, again, there's some good expectations, and, and rightly so. They've been able to, as Joe said, knock it out of the park for so long. So in terms of the next quarter, what what is the thing you're going to be watching most closely? Is it the iPhone sales? Is it how the iPad does against uh, Amazon's Kindle Fire? What what What's the key thing you're yeah, focused I think, on? B- yeah, I think both. I think iPhone sales, obviously, with um, the push, if if indeed, and I think that's this is the case, a lot of the iPhone 4S sales are going to go into the into the first fiscal quarter, the next quarter for Apple. Yep. Yep. Then we'll see how the iPhone sales come out. If they come out light, then you know, wow, you got some. Well, I don't think it. I, I don't think it's possible that they're going to come out light. But it, you, 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 you will have to see. I mean, if they are saying that truly that was the culprit, you're gonna, you're, you're really going to see need to see extra normal sales. Otherwise, there's probably something else. Yeah, and you know, another interesting part is the Mac sales were up twenty five percent or twenty six percent. I mean, that that's pretty impressive. I mean, again, Apple's built this ecosystem where you know you start off with like a small maybe iPod, small purchase, and then before you know it, your house is like mine, and you have all these Mac and Apple products floating around everywhere. So, um, and sixty percent of their sales, more than sixty percent of their sales now are international. I think, so, our, and I think our fridge is Mac now. <laughs> exactly. Well, actually, on the desk in front of us right now, yeah. we have an iPad and MacBook and an iPhone. Yeah. So, so I think you know, as as the w- people just become more and more accustomed to having different Mac and Apple products in their house. Um, that's just demonstrated from the release of this iPhone 4S and, and down the road an iPhone 5 and, you know, iPad 3 and so on. Yeah. Why don't we ask Siri what she thinks <laughs> is going to happen with the next quarter? Shares of Intel up earlier today after reporting a quarterly profit increase of 17%. The company also raised its forecast for the fourth quarter. Bill Mann, what, what do you think of Intel's latest? Well, I mean, I think it does put, uh, you know, it, it, it does test the received wisdom out there that, you know, that, that technology is in a, you know, in a cyclical downturn. I, I guess the thing with that, with, with Intel that's important to note that a lot of its sales don't come from sales of computers and c- computer peripherals. They come from other industrial applications. So it was a, it was a pretty good quarter for them, I thought, and, and a surprise. Um, one of the things I was reading this morning was that that part of uh, the success in the last quarter for Intel um, was due to uh, AMD, uh, their rival uh, in the chip space, hmm. really sort of struggling with supply chain. Um, That's a uh, news story from 2002, <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, um, <laughs> you may want to check the date every on quarter. That. <laughs> I mean, is 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 this uh, is this a situation where? Um, Intel. I, I guess my question is: Is Intel ever going to be in the position that we talk about with Google, where wow, they've got so much market share? At some point, the federal government is going to come looking around. Are, are they ever in that kind of danger? I think they're always in that kind of danger. I mean, I think of you know, AMD's nickname ought to be Intel's not a monopoly. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I think they're always in that danger, and 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 I think that uh, AMD is probably fairly useful for. For Intel in that regard, yeah. If AMD folded, it'd be a huge thorn in the side of Intel. They'd rather them just keep limping yeah. along and. I wouldn't be surprised if they're like routine. payments. Yeah. <laughs> you think they're propping up AMD? I. <laughs> well, I'm. Would sure you rather Intel face? Ventures. Yeah. Would you rather face AMD or the Federal Trade Commission? Yeah, I'm sure they've had high level discussions. I mean, they don't want to finish them off. It's for that reason. If they did, it would yeah. introduce some pretty serious. Antitrust concern. Yesterday uh, in this room, we were. This ta- conspiracy brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, yesterday in this room, we were talking about IBM and and their uh, latest quarter, which was uh, decidedly mixed. Part of the narrative in the media was just sort of this this tech slowdown. Um, does Intel's uh, do their results sort of fly in the face of that? I mean, a little bit. I mean, as we you know, as we said, Intel does have a lot of different uh, you know a. A lot of different segments that aren't necessarily technology driven, okay. but yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd say the answer is Intel is enough of a bellwether that the answer is probably yes. Visa announced this morning it is raising its dividend by forty-seven percent. Um, that's a big number, Joe. But what that means is that the stock uh, now yields about one percent, which isn't high. Uh, and yet, you're excited about this. Story. I am excited. Why? Well, Cash. it's work- It's working off a small base, so one percent is not huge. But right now, the ten-year Treasury is only yielding about two percent, so you're already halfway there. Uh, what I think is really interesting is that Visa is only paying out about fifteen percent of its cash right now in a mm-hmm. dividend. The rest is going back into repurchases for the most part. Honestly, today they could afford to pay three, four times what they do. But if you look at what they're going to be able to do over the next decade, I think realistically you're going to see that dividend grow by something like six, seven hundred percent. In which case, you're starting to talk about a pretty meaningful. You know, dividend stream on your original investment, especially relative to if you're going out and buying bonds right now. Hey, Joe, but at the current price, would you prefer to see additional buybacks? I mean, if they're doing both, what what what, what would you prefer as an investor to see? Yeah, I definitely prefer buybacks right now. I think the stock's worth a good bit more. I'm a big fan. It's actually one of my biggest personal holdings. Uh, it's a beautiful business, great balance sheet, killer long-term dynamics. Although those dividends are nice to have just in this marketplace when investors are picking on a pay up for dividends. So the fact that they can raise those is a good sign, too. Yeah. When you look at the return of Visa stock and MasterCard's stock over the last five years, they're roughly equal. MasterCard's <laughs> return is a, a little bit higher. Um, but if this uh, narrative of yours, Joe's, uh, actually does play out, um, if over the next 10 years Visa methodically increases its dividend, is that is that an argument for Visa over MasterCard if the stocks are relatively equal? No, I think both of them are going to picture or benefit from the same big picture trends of more yeah. online spending. People want safer, more secure, easier spending uh, when you're buying online. You know, there was some great research from Mary Meeker that came out today that shows only 8% of U.S. retail is done online, and that was 4% seven years ago. Great. I mean, there is still a huge growth runway ahead for online spending, and Visa and MasterCard should both benefit handsomely from that. Last year, KFC came out with the Double Down Sandwich. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to uh, sample one, it's basically a grilled cheese sandwich, but instead of bread, it's fried chicken. And, oh, yeah, there's bacon in the middle. Um, now the company has unveiled... And the cheese sauce. <laughs> now KFC has unveiled the Cheesy Bacon Bowl, um, which is mashed potatoes... I like all three of those things. <laughs> mashed potatoes, gravy, uh, bits of fried chicken cheese topped with bacon and they literally say in the tv commercial it comes with paddles <laughs> everything's better with bacon you think that's true joe i know you're a big bacon yes fan. Loves bacon. everything uh, okay actually i had a bacon dinner a couple years ago or for my birthday a year ago we went out to dinner at this place and everything was bacon on the menu you know at some point there is i know it's hard to believe you you test bacon. you tested the limits of bacon. I have over bacon, really? and I've eaten a lot of bacon, and I love it. But you can over bacon. Wait, what was what was the thing on the menu that you were like, no, nah, that's that's not doing it for me. I think the bacon ice cream. Too oh much. man, Bill, you ever had bacon apple pie? 
No. Mm. Do you have a recipe for bacon apple pie? <laughs> it's an apple pie, and it's got bacon on it. <laughs> he actually has one in his pocket. <laughs> Stunning. Right yeah, exactly. He's actually I, eating I one right, right here. <laughs> mm. Andy, what about you? Yeah, no, bacon, good stuff. I, I'm, I, I'm a little. I mean, Joe has been my inspiration for bacon, honestly, over the past couple of years. <laughs> Why aren't you GMF I bacon? Um, I mean, you know, we get together at his house and throw some bacon on the grill, and it's good stuff. And the fact that Joe has even hit the limitations. Um, you My know. mind is blown. Yeah. yeah. Just, That's surprising that Joe would come out and say, yeah, there actually I, is I, such a thing as too I've much had bacon. An, I've had enough bacon for now. As always, you can drop us an email, radio at fool.com, <laughs> on anything related to bacon, because frankly, <laughs> those are the types of emails we get. This podcast brought to you by bacon. <laughs> and the bacon council. <laughs> and Bill, the letter E. <laughs> Bill Mann, Joe Mager, Eddie Cross. Guys, thanks for being here. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Please don't forget to vote at podcastaward.com. That's podcastaward.com. Eight more days of voting for the 2011 Podcast Awards. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.